We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 694 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. It is Election Day 2023. It is the day after a massive upset on opening night of the 2023-2024 college basketball season. James Madison, the Dukes, a shocking 79-76 overtime win at number four, Michigan State on Monday night. Second win ever for JMU men's basketball against a ranked opponent. The program had been 1-42 and all-time against ranked opponents. First ever November home loss for Michigan State with Tom Izzo as head coach. The record had been 73-0. and Make that 73-1. and uh, James Madison Athletics are on Fire. Uh, James Madison football is ranked number 21 in the FBS in the latest Associated Press Top 25 poll. And James Madison men's basketball won at number four Michigan State on Monday night. Uh, no stunning upset for American on Monday night. The Eagles lost at number 22 Villanova, 90-63 Virginia, an 80-50 home blowout win over Tarleton State. Virginia Tech, a 100 55 home blowout win over Coppin State. Both Maryland and Georgetown have their season openers on Tuesday night. Hello and welcome to this Tuesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Shots fired by former Commander's Edge defender Chase Young at his introductory press conference with the San Francisco 49ers on Monday evening. Quote, just the culture, the vibe is a lot different. <laughs> I, I definitely know that I'm in a building with winners. End quote. Uh, Coming up later in the show, I'll play the audio for you and react to what Chase said, uh, as well as discuss the latest with the other edge defender who the commanders traded last Tuesday, Montez Sweat. My thoughts on the big money contract extension that he has signed with the Chicago Bears. But next segment, I'm going to examine a question that a few weeks ago seemed laughable, but now, not so much. Is the 2023 Commander's offense good enough to lead the team 
to the playoffs. Commanders quarterback Sam Howell for this regular season as of games through Sunday was number one in the NFL in big time throws for pro football focus with 22. He is playing really well. He is perhaps blossoming into a franchise quarterback before our eyes. Is Sam capable of quarterbacking the Commanders to the playoffs this season? I'm going to get into that next segment off comments from head coach Rod Rivera at his uh, day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon off the 2017 win at the New England Patriots on Sunday afternoon. Uh, And I will discuss a lot more of what Ron said, including what it turns out was a terrific performance by corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Also on the show, I'll talk Wizards. uh, Another wretched defensive performance by the Wiz. A 146-128 loss at the Philadelphia 76ers on Monday night. The Wiz in this game allowed Joel Embiid in just 30 minutes, 31 seconds as a starter to score 48 points. Uh, Before we get to some feedback, a few things. So, Unfortunately, uh, more ominous news on Capitol Center, Nicholas Backstrom. The Caps last Wednesday morning, November 1st, issued a statement from Backstrom saying that he had, quote, decided to take some time and step away from the game, end quote, as uh, his left hip remains a big time problem. Well, Caps president of hockey operations and general manager Brian McClellan spoke to reporters on Monday afternoon, said that it is, quote, unlikely, end quote, that Backstrom will play again this season. Uh, so Nicholas Backstrom's playing career appears to be over. I mean, nothing's official, but I don't know how you look at this any other way. Uh, I talked at length about the Backstrom situation on last Thursday's show, episode 691. Also, the Nationals on Monday morning announced a new usual start time for weekday home games at Nationals Park for the 2024 season, 6.45 p.m., as opposed to 7.05 p.m., which had been the usual start time for weekday home games at Nationals Park for years. And to this change, I say bravo. Uh, Look, for me personally, in doing this podcast and the Nats Chat podcast with Nats insider Mark Zuckerman of MassInSports.com, earlier is better. So maybe in the 2024 baseball season, I can be regularly going to bed uh, at 1.40 a.m. instead of 2 a.m. Everyone is different. Uh, There is no perfect start time uh, that uh, generates universal approval. But I do think that for people with young kids, for people who have to get up early for work, uh, for older people who tend to uh, like to go to bed on the early side, 6.45 is better than 7.05. The concern with 6.45 over 7.05 is that you're making it harder for people to get from work to the game or to get from work to home to the game. But the work paradigm in this country has shifted dramatically. I mean, so many people now work from home. So many people now have work schedules that are not the traditional Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Things are different. And, you know, a lot of major league teams now are going with usual start times for weekday home games in the 6 p.m. hours. So I do think that this is worth a shot for the Nats. Uh, you can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. I've received feedback on Ron Rivera joining Steve Spurrier <laughs> as the only Washington head coaches with regular season wins over Bill Belichick as Patriots head coach. Steve's win came in September 2003. Ron's win came this past Sunday afternoon. Each win 
by a final score of 2017. From Tom McDonald on X, wasn't Spurrier fired after that year? Hopefully the same thing happens to Ron. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Tom. Yes, 2003 was Steve Spurrier's second and final season as Redskins head coach, although technically he resigned. From Vic Mackey, one was gone after the season and one will be. Uh, thank you for that, Vic. Boy, you guys are harsh. Jeez, Ron just beat Belichick, and yet you guys are still firing Ron. Uh, from Dave Morris on X, Spurrier is the best coach Washington has had in in 30 plus years. All of the head coaches have lost more than one, but the head ball coach was entertaining. Uh, thank you for that, Dave. Yeah, the old ball coach, the OBC, as he was known, uh, was entertaining. I'll give him that. You know, I have thought about this with Steve Spurrier. So obviously his uh, fun and gun offense that worked so well at Florida did not work well for him as Skins head coach. But could it be, might it be, that Spurrier's fun and gun was ahead of its time. The fun and gun offense in today's NFL with the way that the game is officiated and the emphasis on passing offense and the many talented quarterbacks and receivers coming into the NFL just might work. Maybe Steve Spurrier as an NFL head coach actually was 15 years ahead of his time. From Matt Nace of the law firm of Paulson and Nace on X regarding whether Sam Howell already has proven himself to be a franchise quarterback. Writes Matt, depends on how you define franchise quarterback, I guess. A guy who can lead this team for years? Yes. A guy who can make players around him better? Yes. A guy who makes us perennial contenders too early. Uh, thank you for that, Matt. Yeah, as I discussed on Monday's show, episode 693, there is no strict definition of franchise quarterback. It means whatever you want it to mean. That's part of the fun of the conversation. Personally, I define franchise quarterback as a quarterback who, A, generally and reasonably speaking, can be viewed as a top 12, top 15 type quarterback in the NFL, and B, has proven himself with a team over multiple seasons. The last guy who had any claim to being a true franchise quarterback for Washington uh, was you-know-who. <laughs> but you-know-who was only Washington's QB1 for three seasons, 2015 through 2017. Uh, you could say that Mark Rippon was the team's last true franchise quarterback, but he only was a good starting quarterback for three seasons, 1989 through 1991, which, of course, was the team's last Super Bowl championship season. So depending on how you define franchise quarterback, you could argue that Washington's last franchise quarterback was Joe Theismann, who last played in the NFL in November 1985, 38 years ago. Well, even longer than the time since Joe Theismann was our team's franchise quarterback is the length of time in which the law firm of Paulson and Nace has been doing great work. Founded in 1979, Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm dedicated to promoting the rights of seriously injured persons and their families. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. You can call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace is widely respected throughout Washington, D.C. and West Virginia for the firm's accomplishments both in and out of courtrooms. In fact, Paulson and Nace was just named as part of U.S. News and World Report's Best Law Firm's 2024 edition. And Chris Nace and Matt Nace specifically 
are dedicated and decorated trial attorneys. Chris Nace in May was named the 2023 Barry J. Nace Trial Lawyer of the Year. Uh, this by the D.C. Trial Lawyers Association. Chris in July was elected as the parliamentarian of the American Association for Justice. And both Chris and Matt Nace in August were recognized by Best Lawyers in America for 2024. Why? Well, Paulson and Nace does not accept low settlement offers that benefit the people who cause clients harm more than the offers benefit the clients. This is because Paulson and Nace is not afraid to take a case to trial. And that's because Paulson and Nace wins trials. Paulson and Nace has secured millions of dollars in verdict and settlement amounts for clients to better enable them to care for themselves and their families. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandace.com. That's paulsonandace.com. Just make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Well, if you look at the last six Washington teams to make the NFL playoffs, there's an even split with how many of those teams were led by their offenses and how many of those teams were led by their defenses. I'm only using the last six Washington teams to make the NFL playoffs because these are the only (laughs) Washington playoff teams since the Redskins glory days ended. The Redskins glory days are defined, at least by me, uh, as being 1982 through 1992. The six teams are the 1999, 2005, 2007, 2012, 2015, and 2020 teams. The 1999, 2012, and 2015 teams were led by their offenses. The 2005, 2007, and 2020 teams were led by their defenses. The idea with the 2023 commanders was that the defense would lead the way, right? Uh, Well, that has not happened. And now that the team has traded edge defenders Montez Sweat and Chase Young, the defense leading the way would seem even less likely, uh, although this is the NFL in which you never know. Uh, But the defense leading the way for the 2023 commanders has not materialized for a variety of reasons. However, are we getting to a point at which the commander's offense can lead the way? Are we getting to a point at which the 2023 commander's offense can lead the team to the playoffs? And yes, I did just make use of the P-word, playoffs. Uh, We now are through nine weeks of the NFL's 17-week 2023 regular season. We're more than halfway through this regular season. The commanders are just four and five, but they are the first team out regarding the NFC playoff picture. They are eight out of 16 teams in the NFC playoff standings with the top seven teams making the playoffs. The commanders are one game behind the five and four Minnesota Vikings for the NFC's third and final wildcard spot. As I have said, the commanders are in playoff contention, whether you want them to be or not, (laughs) okay? Uh, Is the commander's offense capable of leading this team to the postseason? 
Uh, the overall numbers for the 2023 Commanders offense are not great, but the recent numbers are great. The Commanders in their 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field in Week 8 scored 31 points, generated 472 total net yards of offense, averaged 6.84 yards per play, and went 7-12 on third downs. The Commanders in their 2017 win at the New England Patriots in Week 9 uh, scored just 20 points but generated 432 total net yards of offense, averaged 5.61 yards per play, and went 9-17 of 17 on third downs. And both the Eagles and the Pats rated very well defensively going into those games. The Commanders' improved offense is about many things, but principal among them is quarterback Sam Howe. He is playing really well. Sam, over the last two games, is a combined 68 of 97 for 722 yards, five touchdowns, and two interceptions, and has taken just four sacks. Uh, His touchdown pass in the win at the Pats was outstanding. A third quarter, second and 10, 33-yard shotgun touchdown pass to receiver Jahan Dodson on a great deep ball by Sam. We, on Monday afternoon, had the day after the game press conference for Commander's head coach Ron Rivera. This was Ron on Sam's touchdown pass to Jahan. Listen to how Ron raves about Sam's throw on this play. The biggest thing and the most important thing about that play more than anything else was really where the ball was thrown. It, it was thrown to really to the point where only the only guy that could make the play was Jahan. I mean, I, I thought that was about as you know as excellent an opportunity. And it's one of those things too where where uh, you know to the point earlier in the questions that were asked earlier in the year. You know what's going on with Jahan? Well, I think a big part of it is you know just the development and growth of of, of the offense itself. I think the biggest thing more than anything else has been you know it's taken some time. I, I think what Eric has done. With those guys, with you know, what the offensive coaches are doing with the, with the with the offensive side of the football, has been really solid, and, and it's just been a matter of time, growth, and development. And now we're starting to see it. And 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 I think you know, if you look at look at how the ball was distributed to all the all the guys that are playmakers for us, I mean, it, it was to me it was pretty impressive. I, I, I thought we ran the ball with some balance uh, to to throwing the football, and, and 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 that's kind of what we hope to see and continue to see. So Ron Rivera right there talking up the growth and development of the commander's offense under assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. The commander's offense is rising. Is it rising enough to carry the team to the playoffs? Is Sam Howell rising enough to quarterback this team to the playoffs? Uh, Sam for the win at the Pats with the fifth highest graded qualified commander's player For Pro Football Focus, overall grade of 77.9. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Sam in the game for PFF had five big-time throws versus just one turnover-worthy play. Sam in the game for PFF had the following stats when blitzed 13 of 18 for 139 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. Yeah, that touchdown pass to Jahan Dodson came against the Blitz. And going back to the sack, Sam now has taken just four sacks over the last two games off having taken 40 sacks over the Commanders for seven games this regular season. Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon on if he's at all surprised that Sam is doing a good job of keeping his eyes downfield given all of the sacks that he has taken. No, I... I think the biggest thing, more than anything else, is, is you can see now the trust and comfort level that, that, that he's, he's starting to develop and grow, not just with his teammates and, and, and the offensive line, but you know the confidence in the receivers being where they need to be. Um, 
you know, the, the, the back stepping up to, to block, the tight ends involved in the protections, and then the offensive linemen themselves. But also with he's, you can see the comfort level in which he's, he, he's executing the play call. Um, you know how he's involved in the protections, how he's in, involved in you know checking with the receivers and 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 changing routes and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, it's taken a little bit to get there. You know, when we kind of figured it would take some time, um, didn't expect him to take as many hits as he did early on. But but I, but I think what's happening is I think the confidence is starting to really show, really, and, and that's important. That's important. Yes, it is. Uh, Sam Howell over the last two games has nine completions each for at least 20 yards. So we are seeing an explosive commander's passing game. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on if he was ever concerned about all of the sacks that Sam was taking, impacting him keeping his eyes downfield. Yeah, yes, definitely concern. And, and, you know, a couple times we, we, we did think about pulling him at the end of some games that we, you know, but at the same time in talking with EB, it was about the growth and development. And the only way he was going to learn was, was to stay in there. And, you know, it, and it's kind of working itself out. I mean, that's the best part of it is that it is working itself out. And um, you can see him just play with much more and more confidence. And you see the confidence in which his teammates are playing alongside him. So that, that's, been, that's been a huge plus for us as well. What is undeniable is that Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy have uh, thrown Sam Howell right into the deep end of the pool. Ron and Eric are having Sam throw a ton of passes, but Sam is responding, and he is earning the respect of his teammates. Uh, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen, he and his postgame session with reporters on Sunday afternoon, quote, Sam Howell is like he's our future. He's our quarterback, and I think we found our next quarterback for the five, ten years, and I truly believe that. And quote Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on the significance of someone like John Allen saying what he said about Sam Howell. Well, I think it's important, first of all, just from from the aspect that you know when when your teammates have that kind of confidence in you, um, that, that that's a good thing. I mean, we we went through it. With, with, with Taylor Heineke, you know, the guys believe with Taylor they had a chance. And, and I think this is, you know, what's kind of coming of this is the guys believe there's a chance with, with, with Sam. And, and we haven't arrived by any means yet. We're, we're still growing. We're still developing. We're still learning. There, there's still some facets of what we want to do offensively that we've got to get better at and, and develop and grow. And, but, but by all means, you know, this is, this is a good step when the players start talking about him in that role, in that capacity. And, and again, we still have to, you know, come a ways, you know, things to learn. Um, and so we're not there. We're not where we want to be, uh, but we're working that way. And, 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 it, and it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where you see the confidence uh, that he has, that his teammates are having and developing and growing and the coaching as well. I mean, it, it's one thing to, to, for, for EB to game plan and, 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 and put things on, you know, on, on the game plan menu. Uh, it's a different thing to go out and, and call it and, 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 and do the things that, that, that EB wants to do. And you see that in his play calling. You see the rhythm, and it's really kind of come together. Um, but there's still more room for us to grow, so we're excited about this. Well, interesting to hear Rod Rivera draw a parallel between Sam Howell and former Washington quarterback and current Atlanta Falcons quarterback, current Atlanta Falcons QB1, Taylor Heineke. Uh, Sam, in a lot of ways, is an upgraded version of Taylor, a uh, younger, stronger-armed version of Taylor. But there are a lot of similarities between the two guys. And Ron was right in saying, quote, we haven't arrived by any means yet. 
end quote. No, the Commanders have not arrived yet, and if they get smashed (laughs) at the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday afternoon, then the conversation that we're having right now about whether the Commanders' offense is good enough to lead the team to the playoffs uh, will seem kind of funny. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on if there's something about Sam Howell that Ron specifically wants to see improve as the season goes on. Well, I don't think it necessarily is just about him as much as it's about uh, the offense and then the whole team as as as, as a unit, um, as a group. And I think that's probably the big, most important thing is that now we as a, as a as an offense we have to play consistent. We as a as a team we have to play complementary, consistent football. And I think now that's you know an opportunity, and, and especially with with guys starting to buy in. And I really do appreciate it. Was was what John Allen said. I mean, again, if if you see this, if 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 you start to see this amongst the players, um, you know, you're going to start to see. I, I think the, the 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 feeling and the sense that you know we have a chance, we have an opportunity, and and hopefully, you know, we are where we all think we can be, and 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 that will only come over time. And like I said, we're not where we want to be. We're not. We we haven't arrived by any means, um, but our focus has to be playing one game at a time and playing that one game consistently uh, and playing it with, uh, with the opportunity, the chance to play complimentary football and, and, and close the game out at the end. Yeah, consistency is the number one thing that has been lacking with the Commander's offense this season. Some games great, other games bad. Uh, This has been a high-variance offense, but perhaps the problems for the offense have been adequately addressed. The top problem had been the sack problem, but maybe, just maybe, that problem has been fixed or at least drastically lessened. Eric Bieniemy over the last two games has called two very nice games. We're seeing shorter dropbacks. We're seeing more screens to running backs and receivers. Uh, the new look offensive line with Tyler Larson at center and Chris Paul at left guard has been doing a nice job. Larson over the last two games has replaced a benched Nick Gates. So Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on what Tyler Larson is meaning for the commander's offensive line. Well, I think the biggest change with with him and 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 um, and, uh, and and Chris Paul is uh, first of all, there's probably about uh, sixty pounds. Um, they're both three thirty, um, so there's a lot of girth between our two guards and our center. I think that's that's been a big part. They're they're very stout. Um, and then secondly, I think the big part of it too has been has, has really been Tyler's. You know how 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 veteran Tyler is. You know his experience, his understanding, and feel for what we're doing and how we're doing it. Well, Tyler Larson is listed as being 6'4 and 335 pounds. Nick Gates is listed as being 6'5 and 312 pounds. Uh, Chris Paul is listed as being 6'4 and 324 pounds. The commander's previous starting left guard, Sadiq Charles, who the commander's on October 28th announced as having placed on the reserve injured list due to his problematic calf. Uh, He is listed as being 6'4 and 322 pounds. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon was asked for specific examples of Tyler Larson's veteran presence paying off. Here was Ron's answer. Well, you know, there's a couple things that, that you can you can point to, and, and, and some of it is, um, you know, helping to ident- ID the direction that the protection is going to go and the type of protection we're going to use. Um, and then you see them trying to, to pass a snap-off guys um, as far as trying to pass them from one blocker to the other. Uh, there was an instance, and I, I can't remember exactly the play specifically, but they had a three-game, three-man stunt, and, and one of our guards wasn't coming off so Taylor came back 
and let left Sam where he was, and he picked up the crosser. I mean, that was a very veteran move. Um, was watching it today in the, in the, with the offensive coaches, and that was one of the things that stood out was just how savvy uh, 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 Tyler was when he saw that. You know, he, he turned to his right. Uh, Sam was stuck on a guy, so he just came behind Sam and then picked the guy up in the in the next gap, and it really shut it down. Um, and then. Uh, you see it also when he's directing the run game, you know, IDing the mic and knowing where we're going to as far as those things. Um, those are veteran things that, you know, you learn over time, you have, you're very comfortable with, um, and, and, and Tyler has done that very well for us. Well, coincidence or not, the Commanders over the last two regular seasons are a sparkling 7-2-1 and one in games in which Tyler Larson starts. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on if the Commanders getting to this point offensively took longer than expected. Well, I, I think it is one of those things that it did take some time. It did take some growth and development, and, and, and patience is probably the only thing that, that, that you, you have to have for it. Um, and allow it to get there. And, and again, you know, one of the things that we were, we were very staunch about trying to make sure we got as many reps for Sam as possible. Um, I, I, I do think getting to where we are right now does bode well for us going forward. You know, and, and again, the, the focus obviously is just really going to be the one game at a time mentality as we continue to prepare. You know, but we've got to stay focused on, on, on going out and playing well against Seattle and giving ourselves the best chance to win. Well, say what you want about Ron Rivera, but this is his time of year. Ron Rivera as an NFL head coach in November, December, and January regular season games is 59-42-1. and 59-42-1. 17 games above 500. Here was Ron on Monday afternoon on the potential for Washington to have a November to remember. Well, I think it's, it's where we've kind of gotten to in, as far as, you know, some of the things that we've had to learn and grow with. I mean, one thing we've, we really haven't had has been the quarterback position settled. Um, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, um, you know, we had to settle after the San Diego game and, and Taylor became our guy for a while. Um, and then we've, you know, but my first year my, and my, my third year, we were going back and forth, back and forth. Um, this year, we, we, we've, we've been going with Sam from day one, and I think as, as guys are getting used to it, he's getting used to it, he's developing his confidence. Plus, you know, now that EB is, 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 I think, even more and more comfortable with our guys and, and with what he wants to do, I think we can, we can you know, hopefully continue to be, be successful in November and carry this into December. And how about Ron Rivera again? <laughs> Bringing up Sam Howell, playing the Sam Howell card. Ron right now is pounding the Sam Howell talking point. But Sam is doing well, really well, maybe well enough to quarterback the commanders to the playoffs. And yes, I did say the P word, playoffs. Uh, Hey, if you would like tickets to a commanders game, maybe a commanders playoff game, (laughs) uh, or to a Capitals game, or to a Wizards game, or to whatever, download the Game Time app and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. When it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the Game Time app. Game Time offers great deals on last-minute tickets and has a best price guarantee. So you don't have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. You see, the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get 
the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about Game Time is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on Game Time looking at tickets for Commander's Games, a lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting super easy. Also, Game Time is the app for last-minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Time also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Find out why. Get the tickets without the stress with Game Time, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Download the Game Time app Create an account and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app and use that promo code ALGALDI. Game Time, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team, only with Little Caesars pizza you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Hey, please consider following this podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of this podcast. So guess who was the highest graded qualified commanders player per pro football focus for the team's 2017 win at the New England Patriots on Sunday afternoon? Corner Emmanuel Forbes 
Jr. Yes, the same Emmanuel Forbes Jr., who just recently was so bad that he got benched during the team's 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday Night Football in Week 5, and then was benched for the entirety of the Commanders' 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons in Week 6. Forbes in the Commanders' 14-7 loss at the New York Giants in Week 7 played on 7% of the commander's defensive snaps, a mere five defensive snaps. Uh, Forbes in the commander's 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field at Week 8 played on 8% of the commander's defensive snaps. Again, a mere five defensive snaps. But Forbes in this win at the Pats was back to playing a lot. He played on 75% of the commander's defensive snaps, and he played well. Uh, Forbes had two pass defenses, and for the game was the highest graded qualified commanders player for pro football focus with an overall grade of 91.3. An overall grade of 91.3 is outstanding. Uh, It's worth noting that Forbes in an Instagram post this past Friday had written at the top of a photo of himself, I'm back, Uh, presumably because he knew that he on Sunday afternoon would be back to playing a lot. Well, he did play a lot, and he had a terrific game. This was head coach Rod Rivera during his day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon on Emmanuel Forbes in the win at the Pats having a very good game. I think it was more about just learning and understanding and getting what it takes to, to play the position. Um, I think a big part of it, too, was working some of the technique things that we're asking of him. Um, he still has a ways to go. I mean, he, you know, he did some good things, but there's still some things that, that we're missing that, that he's got to get better at, and he's got to understand how important those things are. And, you know, we'll continue to harp on it. We'll continue to challenge him, and, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and keep this in mind, the Patriots on Sunday afternoon were working with a depleted receiving core. The Pats for this game were without two of their top receivers as the team last Tuesday, October 31st, put receiver Kendrick Bourne on the reserve injured list and receiver Devontae Parker was inactive on Sunday afternoon due to a concussion. And you heard Ron Rivera mention the commander's game at the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday afternoon at 425. Uh, Keep in mind who the Seahawks' number one receiver is. DK Metcalf, who is listed as being 6'4 and 235 pounds. Emmanuel Forbes is listed as being 6 feet tall and 180 pounds. DK, 6'4", 235 Many six feet, 180. Metcalf is four inches taller than Forbes and is 55 pounds heavier than Forbes. And as we saw in the loss to the Eagles at FedEx Field in Week 8, with the Eagles getting A.J. Brown matched up with Forbes, if a team wants a certain matchup, a team can find a way to get that matchup. Uh, What will happen if Forbes this Sunday afternoon is covering Metcalf. (laughs) Something to think about. Hey, maybe Forbes does really well. But one of the best aspects of the Commanders' win at the Pats was the Commanders getting key contributions from rookies. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, who the team took with the number 16 overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, he was the team's highest-graded qualified player for the game per pro football focus. Uh, Defensive back Quan Martin, who the Commanders took in the second round of the 2023 draft, he had the 
game-sealing interception. Edge defender K.J. Henry, he had a third-quarter sack strip that should have been, but wasn't, uh, that was negated uh, by an absurd 15-yard roughing the passer penalty. But Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon on the performances of Emmanuel Forbes, Quan Martin, and K.J. Henry in the win at the Pats. Biggest thing we'll say about him is you're starting to see the growth and development. Um, you know, Forbes had a good day yesterday. He, he's played with a little bit more confidence. Um, he's doing a lot of things that we asked for. And like I said, though, he, he's got a ways to go. There's some, some detailed things that he has to pay attention to. He must pay attention to if he's going to be a really good player in this league. Quan um, got some opportunities yesterday and, 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 and flew around and put himself in position. First of all, as a special teams guy, he's been solid all year for us, and he had a solid game as well. But then getting his opportunities playing safety, and then we moved him around and you know put him down near the box as a uh, as as a Buffalo type player. Um, again, he, he he had a couple of chances to make some plays. He did. He had a he had a obviously the interception dropping down into coverage. He had the uh, he almost had the, a big hit on the quarterback. Uh, he was half a step away, but his blitzing is he's a really good blitzer, and so we see some growth and development and opportunities for him there. Um, and that's something we may, we may need to take a look at as to whether to use him a little bit more as a blitzer. Um, you're looking at KJ getting his first real chance, and and you know it's funny because somebody said, well, he wasn't blocked. Well, if you look at it, it's a very subtle move, and what he what he did, and I believe he was working with Duran, he faked. Uh, an ET move and then bounce back outside and put himself in position to make the sack. And I mean, that was a that was something you see from a savvy veteran, not from a rookie. So that was really good to see. He's a very smart, very bright player. He did another thing too in, in, in one of our defenses that called for a uh, the defensive end to, to, to drop into coverage. Um, he did a really nice job and put himself in the throwing lane. So, so he, he showed some really good growth. He, he really did. So, you know, those young guys are coming along pretty well. Um, and again, if these young guys play and grow and develop, the, the things bode well as we go, we go further down the line. Well, this season overall has uh, not been a good season for the Commander's 2023 draft class, but there is plenty of time for that to change. And maybe this past Sunday afternoon was the start of that change. Uh, the head of the Commander's 2021 draft class is linebacker Jamin Davis. He and the win at the Pats had some good and some not so good. Uh, the Patriots' 10th offensive drive resulted in a fourth quarter punt, the fifth snap of the drive on a third and six for the Pats at their 20. Jamin had a great pass defense on a shotgunning completion by quarterback Mac Jones on a pass intended for running back Ramondre Stevenson, who was wide open, but the pass was underthrown and Jamin came through with the pass defense. But the Patriots' first offensive drive, which resulted in a first quarter turnover on downs, included on a third and nine for the Pats at their 28. Jamin getting beat by Stevenson on a 13-yard shotgun completion by Jones to Stevenson. And Jamin had a uh, big-time boo-boo on the uh, Stevenson second quarter 64-yard shotgun handoff touchdown run. Uh, Jamin on that play was too slow in getting over the top on what's called a cross-dog blitz and was spoken to by defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio after the play. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon actually got asked about receiver Jamison Crowder, but thought that the person asking the question, Commander's Insider John Kime of ESPN, said Jamin instead of Jamison. So Ron talked about Jamin, did eventually talk about Jamison, but <laughs> this was Ron uh, on Jamin. He's, he's a guy that's really grown into the role 
Um, he's in a tough spot right now because he, he's splitting his time be, between you know being a, a, a will slash dime backer and being the mic backer in situations, and it, it's it's tough. We're asking him to do a lot. Uh, he's handled it. Um, you know he he's been a very uh, very dynamic guy for us. You know he's going to make a lot of good plays, and every now and then he'll have a he'll have a mental um, something that'll slow him down. But he's competitive. He's a high impact player. Um, you know, in, in a lot of respects, he reminds me of Thomas Davis that I had in Carolina and that we had here for a year. He, he's that kind of a impact player who's still growing. I know he's in, you know he's in his third year and everybody's got high expectations and so do we. But he's still learning and growing for us. Yeah, you heard Ron Rivera detail Jamin Davis's role right now. Uh, remember, linebacker Cody Barton is on the reserve injured list. He's been on that since October 28th due to a high ankle sprain that he suffered in the loss at the Giants in Week 7. Jamin, in the win at the Pats, played on 100% of the commander's defensive snaps. Linebacker David Mayo played on 77% of the commander's defensive snaps. Mayo, by the way, was the fourth highest graded qualified commanders player for the game for pro football focus overall grade of 78.3 uh, linebacker Kalik Hudson played on 23 percent of the commanders defensive snaps well I mentioned that Emmanuel Forbes post on Instagram from this past Friday if Manny Forbes's IG game is on point he is following at WSH on the daily which is a must follow if you are a Commanders fan. On the Daily just started in 2021 and yet has more than 23,500 followers. And On the Daily is literally daily. The page is updated every day. News, notes, reports, photos, graphics. Uh, On the Daily on Instagram is a page that properly sources and vets its news and information. Doesn't just post anything that anyone says. Uh, On the Daily is a great place at which you can converse with other Commanders fans regarding the team, the draft, free agency, and trades. On the Daily responds to every single DM. On the Daily is a page at which you can have fun. Lots of creativity with jersey swaps and unique graphics and the contest name that Redskin and free wallpaper Wednesday, which is when On the Daily gives out free wallpaper that you can use on your phone. And On the Daily always has a great fresh look. If you are on Instagram, check out at WSH on the Daily and check out at WSH on the Daily's online shop. WSH on the daily.com. Some outstanding gear, shirts, hoodies, excellent material, modern look. Uh, these are breathable and comfortable clothes, and they come with all kinds of looks. My personal favorite a shirt that reads hashtag Howell. 2023. <laughs> For smart, informative, fun, and engaging Commander's content, check out at WSH on the Daily on Instagram. And for great merch, check out WSH on the Daily.com. Well, the commander's defense in the 2017 win at the New England Patriots on Sunday afternoon overall was good, but there certainly were aspects of the defense that could have been better, including the pass rush. Uh, The commanders in their first game off trading edge defenders Montez Sweat and Chase Young officially totaled no sacks and 
just one quarterback hit. Now, I say officially because edge defender K.J. Henry got robbed uh, of a sack strip on that ridiculous 15-yard roughing the passer penalty that was called on him in the third quarter. By the way, this was Commander's head coach Ron Rivera during his day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon. What he tells K.J. Henry about that penalty. The, the biggest thing, you know, is, is I'm going to ask the league for the explanation that, um, and then asking also if they could give us the definition of that uh, again, just so, you know, we can make sure we're sure about it. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is not going to tell you, uh, um, KJ, to, you know, change anything for the most part. Um, and maybe the biggest thing is just be aware of, you know, when you go to the ground with a guy, try to try to brace yourself uh, best you can. Um, and again, it, it's one of those things that, it, again, it's a uh, it, 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 it's a it's a difficult job for these guys to try and interpret the rules. And, and again, quarterback safety is, is one of the concerns, obviously. Concerns. But we'll do the uh, we'll do yeah, the, he'll uh, do the best he can. That's all that you can do, the best that you can. Uh, But the commanders officially totaling no sacks and just one quarterback hit was especially disappointing because the Pats for this regular season through Week 8 were dead last in the NFL in pass block win rate per ESPN via tracking data from the NFL's next-gen stats. So the commanders on Sunday afternoon were facing a Pats offensive line that had been really bad at pass blocking this season and yet officially totaled no sacks and just one quarterback hit. It is worth highlighting this. Pat's quarterback, Mac Jones, is good at avoiding sacks. Uh, He's not the most accurate passer in the NFL. We saw that, but he does make quick decisions. Jones, over the Pat's first eight games of this regular season, took just 16 sacks. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the commanders do in terms of sacks at the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday afternoon, starting at 425. Seahawks quarterback Gito Smith over eight games this regular season has taken just 18 sacks, although he and the Seahawks last game, the 37-3 loss at the Baltimore Ravens this past Sunday afternoon, did take four sacks. Uh, The playing time distribution for Commander's Edge defenders in this win at the Pats uh, was as follows. James Smith-Williams played on 69% of the commander's defensive snaps, Casey Tuhill, 66%. F.A. Obata, 33%. Andre Jones Jr., 22%. K.J. Henry, 14%. And as for Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So this episode of the Al Galdi podcast is for Tuesday, November 7th, one week ago. Tuesday, October 31st, Halloween. Uh, And also, 2023 NFL Trade Deadline Day, the Commanders traded Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick in the 2024 NFL Draft and traded Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers for a compensatory pick in the third round of the 2024 Draft. Uh, We on Monday evening had the introductory press conference for Chase Young with the Niners. Uh, Listen to what he said about how he found out about being traded and what he said (laughs) about the Niners' culture versus the commander's culture. Here you go. What was your reaction when it finally went down? Honestly, I got everything off social media, just like you guys. Um, Because, you know, I'm just playing my game and it happened. Chance it could happen? Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely heard heard my uh, name in, in a lot of things, me and Sweat. Um, but you know, that's just something you can't really focus on. Um, it's a part of the business, um, and my job is just to play ball and 
that's what I'm going to continue to focus on doing. First thought when you found out it was San Francisco? I wasn't mad. <laughs> it's like, nah, nah um, you know, Nick Nick is here. Um, you know, always been a big brother to me, um, even at Ohio State. Um, you know, I'm just stepping in here for, you know, today. Um, got in here last week. Um, just the culture, um, the vibe um, is a lot different. Um, you know, I definitely know that I'm, 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 I'm in the build with winners. So, how about that from Chase Young? How about that from our guy, CY? Uh, he said that he found out about being traded via social media, and he said, quote, <laughs> just the culture, the vibe is a lot different. I definitely know that I'm in a building with winners. <laughs> End quote. Boy, if that is not a shot at the Commanders, if that is not a smack right across the face of the Commanders, I don't know what is. Uh, quote, just the culture, the vibe is a lot different. I definitely know that I'm in a building with winners. End quote. Chase might as well have stood on a table and flipped Ron Rivera the double middle finger <laughs> with what he said right there. Let's count the people now with the Niners who hate Washington. Uh, the head coach, former Redskins offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan. The left tackle, former Skins left tackle Trent Williams. And now Chase Young. Kyle, Trent, and Chase. Chase, Trent, and Kyle. Uh, they can form an I hate the Commanders Club uh, out in San Francisco. Wow, quote, just the culture, the vibe is a lot different. I definitely know that I'm in a building with winners, end quote. Now, look, in fairness to Chase Young, A, the Commanders did leak some bad stuff about Chase off trading him to the Niners. So if he has animosity toward the Commanders, I get that. Now, you know, what the Commanders leaked may well have been true, all right? Uh, but I get Chase uh, wanting to fire back at the team off the stuff that was leaked about him. Uh, also, you know, he's not wrong. I mean, the Niners are winners, okay? They, in recent years, have won a lot more uh, than Washington has won. But still, that is a stiff shot. And boy, if there was any lingering doubt uh, that there was tension, that there was heat between Ron Rivera and Chase Young, uh, that doubt now is out the window, okay? I mean, that there were problems between Ron and Chase, that is undeniable at this point. Uh, meantime, Montez Sweat, uh, he and the Bears' 24-17 loss at the New Orleans Saints this past Sunday afternoon started and played on 65% of the Bears' defensive snaps. He had two tackles and one pass defense, but no sacks and no quarterback hits. Before the game, for Pro Football Focus had an overall grade of 62.3. Not a great Bears debut for Montez, but of course, this was just one game, although it was his first game, uh, not just with the Bears, but off having signed a mega money contract extension with the Bears. A big part of the commanders trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young, of course, was that each guy was set to be an unrestricted free agent. This coming offseason, well, Montez has been locked up. The Bears on Sunday morning announced that they had signed Montez to a four-year contract extension. Now, the extension for Pro Football Talk includes just $41.965 million fully guaranteed at signing. That's actually not that much, but 
The extension for PFT also has a 2025 base salary of 20.9 million dollars guaranteed for injury at signing and fully guaranteed on the third day of the 2024 league year. It is highly unlikely that the Bears will be cutting Montez before the third day of the 2024 league year. So this contract extension, in essence, has $62.865 million fully guaranteed. This is a mega money contract extension. If you go by uh, average annual value AAV, uh, the contract, four years for a reported $98 million, that works out to an AAV of 24 point five million dollars. One of the best edge defenders in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns Miles Garrett. He has a contract with an AAV of $25 million. Now granted, uh, that is via a contract extension that was signed all the way back in July 2020, but still Montez is making Miles Garrett type money. I like Montez, but he's not Miles Garrett. Uh, there have been a lot of talk that Montez truly wanted to play for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Montez went to high school in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and the Falcons' assistant general manager is Kyle Smith, who was the Skins' director of college personnel when they traded back into the first round of the 2019 NFL Draft to take Montez. You know, we should not forget the messed up process by which the Skins drafted Montez Sweat. The Skins traded their 2019 and 2020 second-round picks to the Indianapolis Colts to get back into the first round of the 2019 draft to take Montez Sweat at number 26. This was done to placate the Skins football people like Kyle Smith because, as you may remember, the Skins then-owner, a guy named Dan Snyder, ordered the selection of quarterback Dwayne Haskins with the number 15 overall pick in the 2019 draft. Imagine for a moment if the Skins had just taken Montez at number 15, or even traded down to take Montez later in the first round. The team could have had Montez, still had its 2019 and 2020 second round picks, and never have wasted time on the Dwayne Haskins fiasco. Uh, The meddling of Dan had so many consequences, but I digress. Uh, Well, Montez may have wanted to play for the Falcons, but money talks. The Montez sweat trade uh, was, I think, a really good trade by the commanders. They dealt a player on an expiring contract for not just a second round pick in the 2024 draft, but a likely top 40 pick, maybe even a top 35 pick in the 2024 draft. The Bears in this 2023 NFL regular season now are just two and seven. Uh, They, as a bad team, basically had to retain Montez beyond this season in order to justify having given up a second round pick to get him. And so Montez and his camp had the leverage, had the hammer in contract negotiations with the Bears. And Montez and his camp made the Bears pay. Good for Montez. All right. Good for Tez. Uh, But if you're a Commanders fan, don't spend one second losing sleep over not having Montez at that price of $24.5 million per year. Now, if Montez Sweat reaches another level as an edge defender, then he is worth that money. But, you know, this is Montez's fifth NFL season. A player by his fifth NFL season almost always is what he is. Most NFL players aren't having breakout seasons in fifth or six seasons. Montez Sweat is a good player. I advocated for the commanders signing him to a contract extension this past offseason when the price almost certainly would have been less 
than $24.5 million per season. But Montez has never had a double-digit sack regular season. And Montez, when viewed through the prism of a metric more stable and telling than sacks, pass rush win rate, is not an elite edge defender. He actually isn't close to an elite edge defender. Montez, at the time of the commanders trading him to the Bears, had a pass rush win rate per ESPN based on player tracking data from the NFL's next-gen stats of just 8% for this regular season, ranking number 52 among all qualified edge defenders in the NFL. He had each of his first four NFL regular seasons, 2019 through 2022, did not finish with a pass rush win rate per ESPN of greater than 18%. 18% is only slightly above league average for an edge defender. I'm not trashing Montez. He's a good player, especially against the run. He also has been a very durable player, but four years, $98 million with essentially $62.865 million fully guaranteed. Uh, That is a lot of money. And playing fantasy sports through underdog fantasy is a lot of fun and can make you a lot of money. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. And Underdog Fantasy is offering a limited-time enhanced special offer to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $500 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Underdog Fantasy offers a pick'em games by which you can win up to 20 times on your money in one day and offers a pick'em insurance, which gives you a little wiggle room if you're not as confident in an entry. And when it comes to season-long fantasy, Underdog Fantasy offers a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be really time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money if you sign up now with the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy, will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. So the industry standard measurement for team defense in the NBA right now is defensive rating, which is points allowed per 100 possessions per NBA.com. 
The Wizards for this 2023-2024 NBA regular season are dead last in the league in defensive rating, number 30 out of 30 NBA teams. That right there tells you all you need to know about how our Wizards are doing. They fell to 1-5 and five in this regular season with a 146-128 loss at the Philadelphia 76ers on Monday night. The Wizards trailed for all of the second, third, and fourth quarters. The Wizards trailed by double-digit points for all but about 15 seconds of the second quarter and for the entire second half. And the Wizards' defense in this game was horrible. The Wizards allowed the 76ers to score 100 46 points, including 87 points over the second and third quarters. The Wizards got maimed by Joel Embiid. He, in just 30 minutes, 31 seconds as a starter, scored 48 points. Think about that. 48 points in less than 31 minutes of playing time. Embiid went 17 of 23 on twos, 0 of 2 on threes, and 14 of 14 on free throws, and he had 11 rebounds and six assists versus one turnover. Uh, The Wizards are a rebuilding team. I get that. The Wizards are really bad this season. I get that. But geez, giving up a buck 46 at the Sixers, getting victimized like that by Joel Embiid, dead last in the NBA in defensive rating. Uh, Here was Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. during his postgame press conference on Monday night on the Wizards defense, and uh, then you'll hear multiple follow-up exchanges with Wizards insider Josh Robbins of The Athletic. Actually, I thought our effort was good. It's just that we've made a lot of coverage mistakes. Um, and, you know, it's with a team like this, a really talented team, they, they're going to make you pay for them. How do, what, to what do you attribute those coverage mistakes? Is it integrating eight new people in a 15-man roster and unfamiliarity, or... Well, some of it's new. Um, tactically, what we're trying to do is different than what we've done in the past. Uh, so it's a combination of both, I think. Um, you know, it's 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 new to a lot of young players, completely new. But, um, you know, you have to make changes throughout the game. And as you make changes and adjust, um, you can do it right and they score. You, you can make a mistake and they score. Um, you're just trying to keep them off balance, break up the rhythm. Um, and we had some, I thought, some decent possessions where, you know, good player made pretty good shot against good defense. And then there were some times where we had some breakdowns. Would you cons- given how the first six games have gone defensively, would you consider any scheme changes? Yeah, and then we, we tried a little bit uh, of changes tonight, and we'll continue to look at it. You know, I think this is it's not ideal. Um, certainly no one's happy about you know, the way these games have played out. But, you know, I think that's something we can dial into. You know, it's we're going to keep plugging away. You know, collectively, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe Wes Unsell Jr. should consider some uh, scheme changes. Uh, the Wizards' offense so far this regular season actually has been all right. Uh, the Wizards on Monday night scored 128 points, went 14-34 on threes, 35-62 on twos, and 16-20 on free throws, though. The Wiz did commit 19 turnovers. Daniel Gafford, he in 29 minutes, 58 seconds as a starter, committed at four turnovers, a uh, way too high total uh, for a big, but he went six to seven from the field, all twos, finished with 12 points, seven rebounds, including three offensive boards, five blocks 
and three assists. All five of the blocks came in the first quarter as Gafford joined Brendan Haywood in December 2001 as the only players in Bullet slash Wizards history to have at least five blocks in a quarter of a regular season game since the NBA began tracking blocks starting with the 1982-1983 season. Uh, three other Wizard starters who had good offensive games were Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, and Denny Avdia. Kyle Kuzma in 29 minutes, 58 seconds as a starter, scored 28 points. He went 4 of 5 on threes, 8 of 15 on twos, and 0 of 1 on free throws. Also had six rebounds and four assists versus two turnovers. Jordan Poole, he in 31 minutes, 16 seconds as a starter, went 4 of 9 on threes, 4 of 6 on twos, and 3 of three on free throws. He finished with 23 points and six assists versus two turnovers. Denny Avdia, he in 27 minutes, 34 seconds as a starter, went two of four on threes, three of four on twos, and four of four on free throws. He finished with 16 points, six assists versus one turnover and five rebounds. Also, Corey Kispert was back. He returned from a one-game absence caused by a sprained left ankle. Uh, he in 14 minutes, two seconds off the bench, had a uh, game-worst plus-minus rating of minus 21. Next up for the Wizards at the Charlotte Hornets Wednesday night at 7. Hey, these days it is easy to be confused, even overwhelmed by all of the supplements that are out there. What's good? What isn't? What works? What doesn't? Well, here's a nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs, AG1. A perfect sponsor of this podcast, given that my initials are AG. I'm actually Al Galdi III, so uh, consider this AG3 telling you about AG1. But like many of you, my sleep is all over the place (laughs) Uh, due to my work schedule and having two young kids. Drinking AG1 helps me feel energized, focused, and healthy. I especially like drinking AG1 after working out. You see, AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition. AG1 has been continuously refining its formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. If you want to take ownership of your health, doing so starts with AG1. And here's a great deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase of AG1. Go to drinkag1.com slash Al Galdi. That's drinkag1.com slash Al Galdi. One more time, drinkag1.com slash Al Galdi. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 695. will include a lot for you on the Commanders, including a conversation with Commanders analyst Mark Bullock of Bullock's Film Room, which you can find at markbullock.substack.com. Mark, one of the best people at talking Commanders from an X's and O's standpoint. Also on Wednesday show, I'll talk college basketball as both Maryland and Georgetown have their season openers on Tuesday night. The Terrapins are home to Mount St. Mary's Tuesday night at 7. The Hoyas are home to Lemoyne Tuesday night at 7. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. You know, 
I'm just stepping in here for, you know, today. Um, got in here last week. Um, just the culture, um, the vibe um, is a lot different. Um, you know, I, I definitely know that I'm, 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 I'm in the build with winners. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.